Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for two fifty. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just two dollars. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. A combo meal, single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to the X Zone Radio Show live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network. Visit us online at www.xzone-radio.com. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Every time I look Welcome back, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and this is the Exxon on the Talk Star Radio Network. Our toll-free number is one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. That's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. My email address is exxon at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. 
at our websites, www.xzoneradio.com and www.xzoneradiotv.com. My guest this hour is Dr. Stephen L. Harefield, and uh, at the beginning of his lectures and workshops, Dr. Stephen Harefield likes to ask his audience, what if what you term as God heard everything you thought and considered it as a request, uh, considered it a request for you to give you what you were thinking? Would you change the way that you think? He also asks, do you feel as though something is about to happen? These questions generally trigger a, a series of thoughts and surprise in the visions and minds of those listening who are present. It opens the door to the world of spirituality and consciousness of being, and it indeed sets the thought process in motion. He himself was asked these questions by one of his teachers while in the Far East. And Dr. Stephen L. Harefield, welcome back to the x How are you, Dr. Stephen? It's a pleasure to be here, Rob. Thanks for uh, having me back on the show. Well, it's great having you. Uh, first of all, um, I have to ask you, what's it like being a monk? <laughs> well, a lot of people think that all they do is sit around and meditate all day. But, and chant, uh, right. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, actually they do. But uh, in some uh, uh, monastic teachings, that's kind of a misnomer. It's uh, actually a 24-7 job. One on yourself, um, and two, um, you could be working in the field, the mm-hmm. building, grounds. Um, it's just a, a constant on the go, except for when you sleep, from the time you get up until the time you go to bed. You're in motion. Wow. It's hard work. It, it sounds like it, and I, I think most people really uh, underestimate the work and dedication of a monk. Um, I, I would say to a great degree that is... Uh, the, the, that is correct, uh, because most people don't realize that, heck, even in some areas of the world, monks are the closest thing that a human is going to have to a uh, physician. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing as how they're such incredible farmers, they feed so many communities, um, that uh, it just keeps you really busy all the time, for certain. Why did you want to become a monk? Well, I didn't really, uh, I didn't know I wanted to become one. Uh, I had an urge to go to uh, India and Nepal, mm-hmm. and uh, I went and was just kind of um, touring around. And one day, sitting under a tree, drinking some uh, tea, this voice behind me said, we've been waiting for you. Um, I turned around and looked, and uh, there were the softest brown eyes I've ever seen, and it turned out to be one of my teachers, Master Lob Sang, and uh, um, he looked at me and said, you're here to learn. We came to greet you. Uh, of course, I was shocked because I didn't know that anybody knew I was there um, without getting into that story because it's rather lengthy, but uh, that's when the idea of a monk uh, came to me. It was that day. All right, stand by, uh, Stephen. You and I have to take our first break. We'll be sure. back in two minutes. Sure. Our very special guest this hour is Dr. Stephen Harefield. And his website is www.harefield.com. That's www.harefield.com. When we come back, more with Dr. Stephen Harefield as the Exxon continues on the Talkstar Radio Network. We're here Monday to Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern. That is 7 p.m. Pacific until 11 p.m. Pacific. Monday through Friday, right here on the Talkstar Radio Network. Toll free, one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. That's toll free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. My producers tonight at Master Control, the one and only Batman and Stephanie. Guys, thanks for being there for us. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues right here on the Talkstar Radio Network. You can't touch this. 
Dr. Stephen Harefield is our guest, www.harefield.com. Stephen, in all your experience as a monk and one who does meditation, yoga, and, and you know, the entire metaphysical realm, is it truly possible for the mind to focus on one thing and one thing only? That's actually, Rob, more of a natural state for a uh, human. Really? Um, we are not taught in this part of the world, the Western mindset, to focus the mind at all. And because of that, uh, I'm going to say something outlandish. We age. We get stressed out. Uh, we get sick. We get old. Uh, we get totally ensconced in future, mm-hmm. past, and we totally avoid where we live, which is the present. So I would say after years of practice, there's no question. It's like uh, when you ask me a question, I have no idea what you're going to ask me. And if I were drifting around thinking about being in Hawaii or on the moon or uh, NAFTA and taxes, gas prices, I may miss the most important question of my life that you ask. So focusing on one thing to me is just being in the present. Uh, I guess the easiest way to say it is uh, to a listening audience, hey, just learn to uh, keep your mind behind your eyes. Wherever your eyes look, make sure your mind is present behind them. And then that way, uh, you're completely focused. Um, and you would probably never have what we could construe as an accident because that doesn't occur to a monk. They don't have those. Now, there's a lot of talk and a lot of hype about the end of the Mayan calendar, December 21st, 2012. And I was wondering if you could shed some light on the 2012 prophecy. Well, um, I think what we're actually looking at here, Rob, is a change in cycles. Um, Modern archaeology says that uh, in the Mayan calendar we see Quetzalcoatl descending into darkness, and I believe that's what occurred about roughly 25,000 years ago. And by the way, uh, this 2012 is the conclusion of a grand cycle, or 25,000 years. Um, And the idea of 2012... um, even portrayed in the Christian Bible as the end times. No, that's not true. Because we look at the uh, idea of infinity, if there were an end time or everything stops or ceases, mm-hmm. I think that would make infinity somewhat of a, a, a ludicrous proposition. But what we're seeing in our world today, and we're seeing the drama played out day in and day out, is the shifting of magnetic fields. Even the fields of sciences uh, say that those fields magnetic fields of Earth are shifting. And there's nobody alive today that knows the end result. I think the Maya did, and they projected it. But that's not the only place where we can find these types of prophecies. We see it in the Hopi traditions. We see it in the Middle Eastern, Far Eastern traditions. It's literally written about all over the world. And so when we look at the notion of 2012, in a nutshell, Rob, I would say what we're witnessing is the birth of the divine nature or the return of the divine feminine where we go from darkness into light we go from lack of understanding into full understanding i have a question here for one of our listeners sure. uh, his name is pakel he listens to us on welw 1330 a.m in cleveland uh he uh, said his questions are what was the main religion of the mayans what was the main religion of the mayans yes hmm. I'd have to pull out all my textbooks to dig up that one, um, and I do apologize for that. Uh, but when we look at a, a main religion, it, uh, I would have to say from a philosophical perspective, it was more a perspective of the worship of life and the higher ideals of what human could achieve. That's not what they're portrayed as. 
Uh, I fully understand that, but that's uh, that's been my education in essence. All right. The uh, second part of this question is: How did they discover their 2012 calendar? Well, um, before the Maya, there was uh, what was known as the short count, or, or the way they counted days. And the Maya discovered that there were more days than what was realized in those times. So they, the Maya are known to have developed what is known as the long count, or Bakhtun. The Bakhtun is what established the idea of our, or of the concept of 2012 or a shift of cycle. The interesting idea behind that, though, is according to modern forensic archaeology, the modern calendar uh, is is off by as much as six years, so we could be in that phase now. Interestingly enough, I was watching a, a show on the uh, History Channel uh, this weekend um, about the, the one known as the Christ, mm-hmm. and they were talking about Herod. We know Herod is the one that was seeking the Christ to uh, destroy him, or ultimately did. And yet, ironically, in a passing comment in this show was that Herod died in 4 B.C., and I sat up in the chair and I went, wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. Absolutely. And I'm sure not the vast majority of the public did not catch that. So if Herod died in 4 B.C., then Christ is a lot older than what we think. But my point here is, is that what we measure as 2012 simply may not be as we measure it by the Julian calendar. And I think when we look around the world today and see the struggles and the turmoil, um, one could easily state that we are probably viewing the idea of 2012 right as we speak. So would this explain the the amount of violence that is going on in the world today, the weird weather, the strange way in which people are reacting to one another, one another? I would say absolutely to that, Rob. And not only that, I, I can also unequivocally state that uh, it's going to get a little stranger uh, as we progress in this cycle, um, even when we look at how the weather is uh, acting, I mean, hurricanes mm-hmm. are now forming right on land, uh, not out uh, as far out at sea as what we're accustomed to. So we're unable to prepare. Even when you look at the uh, idea of the tornado season, when does it stop? And look at where they're occurring now, as far up as in New England, Canada. That's right. Uh, the far reaches of Canada, which has never been witnessed. So absolutely, without without hesitation, yes. And it's really created by those magnetic fields. But what is making the what is causing the shift of the magnetic fields? Um, in essence, just to keep it in a, in a kind of a nutshell format, and I can take it as far as you choose. Um, there are two energies or two uh, dynamics which actually are the creation of life. It's a positive energy and a negative energy. They could be termed as feminine and masculine. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we're seeing is the uh, reassertion of uh, the negative energies, not meaning bad. It's just the reassertion of the stabilization of the energies. When we look at the poles of a battery, we have a negative pole and a positive pole. There's not one of those, good or bad. It's just we need those to uh, create a charge. And what we're witnessing is the shifting of those fields bringing them into a new dynamic and or a new paradigm. When uh, I'm a real fan of ancient texts, Rob, and I've uh, been studying them for going on 37 years now. And one of the things that I find is, is all ancient text is metaphorical, and if you attempt to read it through left-brain logic, it will make no sense. But if you read it through metaphor, which is a right-brain function, they're easily, much more easily understood. And interestingly enough, what we're seeing is in this shift is a shift from left-brain schools of logic, which is why we're seeing the struggles, the wars, the 
seeming insanity of uh, people because mm-hmm. logic is not functioning like it used to. What used to make sense to us when we were children now doesn't. And I think that's part of the paradigm shift. Could we also look at uh, what's happening as a rebirth of spirituality? Absolutely. Right on it, because spirituality is a right-brained concept. And we're not, we're not talking religion, we're talking true spirituality. That's right, yeah. But it's the seeking of the truth of self. Absolutely, there's no question of that. There's more to us than meets the eye, and I think more and more people are coming to that understanding and to that realization. And it's because of the magnetic field and the paradigm shifts that we're seeing going on. I think they are the cause and the creator of that. People are waking up to truth. In fact, well, of ancient prophecy says uh, two things. <clears throat> One is, what is hidden shall be made known. And the second is, is uh, what is hidden shall be shown. <clears throat> so in other words, what a person is, is what you're going to see, and there's no way around it. So if a person is a violent person, mm-hmm. they can no longer hide it. It has to come out. If a person is a peaceful person, the same thing is true. If a person is a loving person, then the same thing is true. The truth shall be made known, and we're witnessing that. How much truth can we handle? In fact, you know, as a, as a thought, I did a uh, show of predictions at the beginning of this year, back in January, mm-hmm. uh, one of which I do uh, actually every year. I've been doing it now for many and the person doing the interview asked me, he said, Stephen, if you could put this year in one word, what would you call it? And what I said to him back in January was, "Is this is the year of exposure. And we're seeing it in American politics. We're seeing it in the world of business. Uh, we're seeing it in the world of religions. We're seeing exposure of the truth. And I believe that is one of the kickers, which is why we're seeing some of the... Um, levels of violence that we are is because people don't like what they're seeing. Well, it's just the truth being shown. A perfect example would be the uh, the prime suspect in the anthrax case who took his own life. <laughs> if, if you're going to if you're going to uh, uh, play the tune, then you have That's to right. pay the piper. Exactly. Um, and he realized at the last moment what he had done, so he decided to take his own life uh, because he did not want to face the reality of what he did. That was simply addressing the truth of his own being. Nothing more, nothing less. Now, how do you see the next, let's see, we're in August, uh, the next five months for this planet? Um, I think we're actually going to see an increase in violence uh, globally um, uh, of all kinds. Uh, I think we're going to see uh, the harmonic shift into uh, more extreme weather, I mean, almost to the point of, of unpredictable. Uh, it's almost at that state now, but I think it's going to become more so. Even if we look at the idea of hurricanes, I believe we're going to receive very little warning. Um, they've been projecting kind of a calm hurricane season, but I'm not so certain of that. I think it's going to start that way. But uh, I think the hurricanes that do show up are going to be quite large. All right, Stephen, please stand by. My friend, you and I have to take our commercial break with the news at the bottom of the hour. Dr. Stephen Harefield is our special guest. www.harefield.com if you'd like to give us a call and ask the good doctor any questions. Lines are open at 1-877-528-8255. That's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. At 1-877-528-8255. My name's Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Can't touch this. 
Always wanted to play the guitar? With the Victor Lee Guitar Method, if you've got a song you can hum in the shower, in just one easy lesson, you can start actually to read sheet music and play the guitar. You'll be playing beautifully in no time, and the tunes you write can actually be played on other instruments using the government-endorsed Victor Lee Guitar Translator. Victor Lee's amazing offer is online at www.victorleeguitarmethod.com. Learn how to play beautifully the guitar and read music and translate the music you write to be played on other instruments. Music is the international language, and the copyrighted Victor Lee Guitar Translator instructions are available in most languages spoken around the world. Go now to www.victorleeguitarmethod.com. Open yourself to a wonderful world of music. www.victorleeguitarmethod.com Amethyst works with your guides, angels, and spirit animals to assist you in catalyzing your inner healer, clearing your psychic and spiritual debris, integrating your lost soul parts, illuminating your journey, energizing your spirit, opening your psychic senses, exercising your multidimensional gifts, activating your purpose, empowering your soul, validating your experiences, navigating life's transitions, guiding your process, awakening your spiritual essence, balancing your energies, tapping into the creative flow, realizing your dreams, visioning your destiny, dreaming your world into being, being who you really are. Amethyst is an Exxon iPod partner and can be visited online at www.answersfromyourangels.com or from your Exxon iPod by touching the Angels widget on the main screen. Amethyst. www. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network. Visit us online at www. Hi, this is Eric Rawls of Cosmoverse.com, and you're listening to Rob McConnell in the X-Zone. Hi, this is Blade Runner, and you are listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Hi, I'm Laura Sabrin of Cease to Fields Organic Vineyards in Jordan, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Hi, my name is Lady Ashley, the White Witch of Niagara-on-the-Lake, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal talk radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell.
Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and you're listening to us live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Dr. Stephen L. Harefield is our special guest. His website is www.harefield.com. We've been talking about 2012, Stephen. We've been talking about what really is going on in the world today. We talked about the magnetic fields shifting and ancient texts. And what do the ancient texts say about what is going to happen to this world once the shift is completed? Um, we could just say kind of in a, a, a snapshot look is that uh, we're with the we're going family style deal because I want a bite of your Big Mac and I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Seeing the return of the, of the goddess energy or the feminine energy, which... Uh, has been slowly removed and drained over the last, uh, at minimum, 5,000 years for certain. It is traceable to there. But uh, what that actually implies is is more of a balanced humanity. I think we're ultimately we're going to end up seeing less brutality, less war. Uh, people say to me that sometimes, Stephen, you sound so utopian, but uh, what I've sensed and feel is, in essence, this. Imagine a world where a military is not necessary because it's a world of peace. Imagine a world where the judicial system and police are unnecessary for the very same reason. Imagine a world uh, where there is no violence, that there's open sharing, that there's true compassion from one human to the next. We could even go so far as to say imagine a world that you could travel freely anywhere into the world that you wish to uh, go. Uh, and when we look at our world today, this is an example. Every government needs to know where all of their people are. My question is, and always has been, for what? But imagine a world where none of that's going to be necessary, a world where the individual is much more important uh, than uh, money, uh, profit, gain. Uh, I think that's what we're going to see. Sounds like a fun place, huh? It, it does, and you know what? We deserve it. We've earned it. That's <laughs> We've right. We, we paid our it. dues. <laughs> uh, one of the things that uh, I think we could also uh, say with, uh, without any hesitation is, is we're, we're becoming more God-realized. Uh, going back to your question on spirituality, we realize there's more to us than meets the eye. And I think that's the part that's starting to eke through, that uh, we are stepping into our own divine birthright that uh, a world of equality, true equality, where no human is better than any other human. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're seeing the struggles that are attempting to prevent that won't work. You know, I I, I wrote an editorial today. In fact, I I sent a letter to um, the scientists at uh, the University of Arizona and uh, JPL when I found out that NASA and the, and the space agencies of Canada and other countries involved in this finding water on Mars have spent to date $459 million. I, I sent them a letter saying, well, guys, have you, basically, have you ever passed a food bank and seen the line of people waiting there? Have you ever passed a, a clinic and seen the line of people waiting there? Did, what about the people who are dying around the world? What about the 120 million homeless children? Wouldn't that money have been better spent here on this planet instead of going to another planet just to see if it has water or not? Uh, maybe they knew in advance, pardon my uh, uh, demented humor, maybe they knew in advance that we were going to get this thing so... Uh 
quagmired that they thought they would start looking for another place in advance um, when they never realized that uh, for one moment that all of this could have been avoided uh, and we would have had less homeless uh, children and uh, adults in our world if we would have put our focus here as opposed to elsewhere. You know, why look up in the uh, why look to the stars for answers to problems when you have enough problems here on this planet that need your your undivided attention, your money, and your resources? Well, one of the things that I look at, uh, and it's very difficult for me to look at the world and see problems because I believe that there's no such thing as a coincidence and that everything happens for a reason. And because of that, we've never failed. We've never made a mistake. What we've done is had the opportunity to learn and adjust. And I think that's the dilemma of 2012 is we haven't learned and or adjust. Oh, we've learned, but we haven't made uh, the adjustments from human to human. And I admire your letter and the boldness of doing that. But um, right here on the radio, uh, I applaud anybody that would do that, but know that it's going to fall on deaf ears and they will probably do very little, even though your point is one of truth, accuracy, and correctness. Children are the most yeah. important investment that we have. They not are. Mars, not Mars. You know, and my thing was, I, it, I, I know it'll fall on deaf ears. But, but however, shot. I, I, I did what I felt in my heart had to be done. Absolutely. You know, and I was I was called by one of the members of our staff here, a, um, uh, you know, what the, what the heck was, what did they call me? A, uh, um... Oh, basically, you know, I, I you know, I, I take everything to heart. And I said, well, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem, for God's sake. Absolutely. Sake. But I love the way that you said that. You took it to heart. Uh, and what we're seeing is the awakening of the heart in humankind. Now, let, let's go back and, and, and take a relook at something that was suggested earlier. Who you are is going to be made known. So if you're heartless, guess what's going to show? Your heartless nature, yeah. Absolutely. And if you have a heart and you're doing kindness for people, guess what's going to become magnified and grow? The exact same thing. So you are in alignment, Rob, with what's going on. You're, you are an active person with an attempt of doing something with it and about it in present circumstances. Why should we wait for a future moment when a future moment is always going to stay out in the future? What you attempted to do is simply bring something into present awareness so that maybe, maybe instead of deaf ears, somebody would take a moment and go, you know, maybe he has a point. Yeah. You know, I, I've got this letter that I that I sent to uh, Dr. Peter Smith at the University of Arizona and to the control uh, the controllers at Mission Control for the Mars Mission Phoenix Lander Project, posted at www.exoneradiotv.com. And you know what? I, I stand behind. My my morals. Good. All we want to do here on this show, Stephen, is touch one heart a night, make the difference in one person's life. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if I can do that to two people a night, my lord, I, my mission is complete. Well, if you if, if you reach one person, and that one person reaches one person, and so on, and so on, then what you've done is you've just in essence touched the entire world. One of the interesting things in ancient prophecy says that most individuals, I'm not sure, understand, but it's essentially this. If we look back historically, it's only ever taken one person to change the face of humankind. One. One person willing to stand up and make a difference in, in individuals' lives. 
And we can find that actually written in the Essene Gospels of Peace, a.k.a. known as the Dead Sea Scrolls, that all it ever takes is one human. Think of Martin Luther King, Jesus Christ, even, even uh, Muhammad, uh, even Adolf Hitler, uh, you name it. It's always been one person in the center of it creating ill will or goodwill. It's always been one individual. The difficulty is when a new idea or a new concept is, pre- is presented, it's always challenged. In fact, there's a gentleman in the um, early 1800s, I believe, that says it the best, that truth will go through a process of three things. First, it will be challenged or ridiculed. Second, it will be challenged. And third, it will be accepted. And the gentleman's name is Schopenhauer. He's the one that actually said that. So when an individual such as Rob presents a new idea to such great thinkers as NASA, and I'm being facetious, mm-hmm. um, at first it's going to be ridiculed. Then it's going to be uh, rejected, uh, or rejected, then ridiculed, and then maybe at some point somebody's going to sit back and maybe pick up that letter again and go, you know what, I went by a homeless shelter this morning. I was appalled at all the children. Who is this guy? That's all we can hope for. And what you've done is you've just made it uh, a difference. Tell me, uh, Stephen, have people been telling you that they're having more vivid dreams? Absolutely. I find more and more people also telling me how they're waking up anywhere between 2.30 and 3.30 in the morning, very consistently from all over the world, very literally. Dreams are clearer. They're more prophetic. Mm -hmm. People's intuitive senses are waking up. Uh, Moods and emotions are bouncing uh, all over the road map, and people are unable to handle it because they're not aware of it. But uh, the dreams and the vividness of the dreams are awakening people um, to that right side of thought or the right brain school of thought is what I should say Um, because that's how dreams occur is through right brain, not left brain. Left brain is logic, can't handle it. So they're being awakened more to that right side, spiritual side of mind. Absolutely. Now, the... The weather patterns, the the hot temperatures, is this being caused by global warming? <laughs> I did a, another show not too long ago. It was called Global Warning. Um, I think that's mother. When we watch a dog scratch the fleas off its back, it has legs and paws that can do it. And I think what we're witnessing is the, the dog scratching its back, attempting to get the fleas off. But here's the interesting thing. Ancient prophecy uses these exact words. And in that time, the ground will be so hot that you will not be able to walk on it as so much as with bare feet. Well, okay. Now, another thing. Geology knows this. Um, We know that 50,000 years ago, there was a global warming. We know that, and this is documented, um, we know that 100,000 years, 125,000 years, and so on. You've got to ask yourself a basic question. If that's true... What were they driving back then? <laughs> what caused global warming back then? And nobody is looking at that. And, the, and But what you have to do is watch a variety of scientific programs that address these issues through ice core samples. And uh, when, they, when they bring it up and you take a look at it, it does make you stop and think. Were the dinosaurs around back then? Um, I would say the... 
Historically speaking, the third occurrence prior to this one, yes. All right, so what we're seeing is a lot of dinosaur methane. Um, I would say yes. Uh, either that or American politicians have gotten such a grip, there's a lot of methane that's coming out of Washington, D.C. <laughs> oh. There's, a, there's, there's one. <laughs> but uh, uh, global warming, no. This is, seems to be a natural cycle of Mother Earth, um, and because she does cruise in an elliptical orbit. You know, one of the things that I have found in ancient prophecy, and a lot of people say, once again, Stephen, you're really out there, but um, we can find it in two places uh, in ancient text, one in the Middle East and one in the uh, Central America, Mesoamerica, where the Earth stopped her rotation. Um, why would that occur? Well, if you're going to have a polarity shift or a shift of the magnetic fields, you have to bring Earth to a stop. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Comes to a stop and she rotates in a di different direction. Now, before everybody hoots and hollers about that one, hang on a second because here's your documentation: Middle Eastern text, and the sun stood still in the sky for about a day. You find in uh, the Mayan text that this uh, that there was a period of 24 hours of darkness, and then you have the Hopi legend of the of the two suns. The two suns meeting one came up uh, in the west first. And uh, then it rose in the east. So what you had is a reverse rotation. And if we look at magnetics and polarity shifts, the thing that creates those is is different rotational sequence. So there you have it. Wow. Mm. That's global warming. Global warming creates drag. Drag slows Earth. She slows her rotation. As she slows her rotation, at some point she comes to a stop due to heat drag. Is it possible that the inner core of the Earth is moving slower than the outer core of the Earth is moving? It is right now, yes. And this would be causing the, the imbalance that everyone yeah. is picking up. Yes, and, and, this, and the ultimate slowdown of Earth. My point is she's putting on her brakes. Not the first time it's happened. In fact, the, when I did this on another radio show, I actually got an email from a physicist that says that he can mathematically prove what was said to me, what was said on the show. Stephen, stand by. You and I have to take a commercial break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Dr. Stephen L. Harefield is our special guest, www.harefield.com. Still to come on tonight's show, Sam Geppi is going to be next. He's an astrologer. And then in the final hour of the show, we have Amy Crowell. We're going to be talking about Amy's new book called Loved Back to Life. My name's Rob McConnell, and this is the Exxon, and you're listening to us live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. We'll be back right after this uh, commercial set. Look at my eyes, man. You can't touch this. Yo, let me bust up on you. You can't touch this. Fresh new kicks and bands. You got it like that. Now you know you're going to get some food out of your seat and get a five-girl. 
you've ever wondered about past lives or even life between lives, and you think the whole idea is a little strange, you're not alone. Dr. Georgina Cannon, author of the books Return, Past Life Regression, and You, and her latest book, Discovering the Interlife, writes her books to remove the woo-woo from these regression protocols and to show the therapeutic benefit and opportunities that happen with these journeys. Discovering the Interlife is the one book you'll need as you continue on your life journey. As Shirley MacLaine said about the book, This is a very, very powerful work. So be kind to yourself and find out more about Discovering the Interlife at www.lifebetweenlivescanada.com. That's www.lifebetweenlivescanada.com. You'll be glad you did. To contact Dr. Georgina Cannon at the Ontario Hypnosis Centre in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, visit www.ontariohypnosiscenter.com. What's new, cat? The cat is finally out of the bag. Secrets of Cat Attitude Revealed. This is the no copycat book that gives you the X Factor in personable insight and experience to understanding cat behavior and solving problems from the cat's point of view. Learn the secrets of Cat Attitude Revealed by Carolyn Bartz that will take the relationship with your cat up a notch and to the next level. Discover why cat owners live longer, healthier lives. Medical facts revealed and why your cat can't help it. Digital photos to guide you in cat care. Safety tips. Historical and myth gems, and a fun and lightning quiz. The perfect gift for smart cat owners and cat lovers. If you love your cat, take the journey now. Don't wait. To order your copy of Secrets of Cat Attitude Revealed, visit www.secretsofcatattituderevealed.com. Secrets of Cat Attitude Revealed. The perfect gift. Dr. Stephen Harefield is our special guest this hour. First of all, Stephen, thank you very much for joining us. Have to have you back in the future because, you know, I'm not even halfway through asking you some of the questions I wanted to ask you. But uh, before we go, can you tell me, is Atlantis going to raise or rise as predicted? Well, it depends on how you look at it. If we look at it in a literal context, I would say no. Uh, but if we look at it in a metaphorical context, I would say yes, and here's what I mean. If uh, or after everything comes to pass that we're witnessing, what we will realize is the return of the of the Atlantean knowledge and wisdom. But that does not necessarily state that Atlantis, as a landmass itself, is going to occur. Um, and it, again, when you look at ancient text, it's metaphorical in its language, which means we cannot look at it in a literal context. And I think actually what we're seeing is the return of that now. I mean, you've heard of HARP. You know what that is. Uh, you've heard of Bluebird. The technology is there. It's just uh, we're going in reverse order because that sort of thing is originally what destroyed Atlantis. So the first phase is to come in with that same idea and same context to the return of the knowledge in and of itself. We can see that in the vividness of the dreams, the awakening of the intuition, and the realization of our divine nature. So that, in essence, is the idea. 
of uh, the return of Atlantis. I didn't want to pop everybody's romantic notion, hmm. but uh, that's really I I feel and sense it, it, it's what the ancients are telling us: the knowledge returns. And let me see one final question. Sure. Is Revelation really about the end times? Not at all. Not at all. In fact, uh, anybody out there, if you just take a peek at the very last chapter of Revelation, you would know that it's not about the end times. It's religion's way of talking about this paradigm shift. That's the reason some factions refer to it as the rapture. Other factions that want to terrorize and torment uh, modern humankind into coming into their building and giving them their money, um, they do it through the idea of salvation, so they have to have an ultimate destruction. But the answer to that is, is no. Once more, I would have to say, take a look at the idea of infinity. If infinity is true, then an end result cannot take place, because if it does, then that makes infinity an illusion. That just simply is not the case. So, no. It's not the end times. Not at all. Stephen, I want to thank you very much for joining us tonight. Let our listeners know how they can contact you. Um, you can contact me, my email address for questions. Uh, I'm also a certified intuitive through the Edgar Casey Foundation. Uh, but you can reach me, my email address, at Stephen at Harefield. That's H-A-I-R-F-I-E-L-D dot com. I also enjoy lively chats on the phone. I have no fear about putting my phone number out there. It's area code 775. 826-5999 and um, enjoy chat- chatting with people and like you Rob uh, if I can shift somebody's direction or their mental paradigms and uh, if there's just one or two I've done my job Stephen thank you very much for being part of the Exo Nation we sincerely appreciate you and the great work that you're doing appreciate it thanks much Have Rob a nice for me. good night one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five is toll free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. My name is Rob McConnell. And uh, when we come back uh, from the news at the top of the hour, Sam Geffy will be joining me. He is a Vedic astrologer. Once again, Sam Geffy will be joining me on the other side of the news at the top of the hour as the Exxon continues live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, right here on the Talkstar Radio Network. Don't go away. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for two fifty. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just two dollars. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. A combo meal, single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Great news! For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.